your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. vacant retail premises in Limerick City be used to brighten up our streets in the lead up to Christmas? Well, Labour Councillor Joe Ledden certainly thinks so. It was one of his uh, suggestions at a meeting earlier this week and he is uh, on the line and we're joined as well by Fine Gael Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan. Uh, good morning to both of you. Um, so Joe, um, what are you talking about exactly? Good morning Joe and to your listeners, I, I put a motion in there at the Limerick Metropolitan District Council meeting there earlier this month, just in regards to the empty retail units that unfortunately are scattered around our core city centre. And I suppose it's in the context of as someone who visits the markets at the weekends, particularly the milk market and the Wigan Way market, you're seeing an awful lot of how would you say, start-up enterprises, whether it's in the food area, clothing, food, fashion, whatever. And I, you know, I'm speaking to them every, every weekend that I'm down around there, as are many others. And I suppose the context of the motion was that we have these empty retail units in the heart of our city. We know, Joe, who the owners are because they're still paying rates to the council. So it's very easy to identify and engage with the owners of the properties. And I think it's an opportunity to take, I suppose, the empty look or the derelict eyesore look away from some of the units by engaging with the owners and seeing can we put in uh, these start-up little enterprises or pop-up shops as they're commonly known, whether it's to do with art exhibitions or craft studios or as I said, whether it's to do with maybe someone selling clothing or jewellery or fashion or whatever the case may be, it gives them an opportunity to sell their product or service uh, on a daily basis as opposed to maybe just trading at the weekend and they're obviously going to experience a higher footfall and I've always been of the belief that, you know, if we're utilising these empty retail units uh, in some shape or form, you're effectively you're increasing occupancy, you're going to reduce vacancy and hopefully it'll, it'll contribute to a higher footfall and, and a better atmosphere around the core yeah. city centre. Is this similar to what happened before the opera site development began down around Patrick Street there where some of those units were used by the council for various events? Yeah, absolutely, Joe. You're spot on. We did use an awful lot of those empty units before some of them were demolished or, or, or closed uh, in that, again, we were just simply simply utilising space. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. There's loads of different opportunities and potential. Uh, for example, even the council itself, OK, we've offices in City Hall and, and obviously we've offices out in County Hall and scattered around the county. But what's to say one of the units within the core city centre could even be used from a council point of view for people to go in off the street to uh, learn or avail of different public services or grants, whether it's housing grants or energy grants or whatever the case may be. And um, Some people aren't digitally literate for whatever reason. They may not want to access or can't access information online. But if even the council use one of the empty units to allow people from the public to go in and avail of services or potential services, as I said, such as grants or whatever. At least we're use, we're utilising the units and we're, we're bringing them back into right. some reasonable use. Um, Councillor O'Sullivan, I mean, do you think that would take the bare look off some of these vacant units? It definitely would take the bare look off. Um, look, this this has been done before. We've seen it uh, actually most recently there. Uh, when Councillor Ledden was talking, I was thinking Council did take the former in-store building and there's now Council building and it's now the temporary, um, the library until the new library is built. Uh, so that's one example. Last week, absolutely. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's one example. We saw it during City of Culture when down in Rutland Street, it's probably what you're referring to, we had the Georgian Pop-Up Museum there and we had... Um, 
Oh, we had Fab Lab there, for example. And then previous to that, again, the height of the recession, when we had a lot of empty, or a lot of vacancy around the city, we did have a creative Limerick project. And um, that is something, I think, along the lines of what Councillor Ledden is describing. Now, the, the, there were some issues around that, I know, as it trailed off. Um, I, I think having a, a pop-up series for a limited time period would have to be the way it would work because when it runs on and runs on and then there's no assurance for the the person in the building and then you know because if 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 somebody if the building then got leased they would be out on the rear quite quickly so for a limited time period there's also other there's I suppose it's it's, when you dig into it if we're putting in small artists and traders we have to ask the questions about who's going to do the fit out of the building because is the owner of the building prepared to do that is the, can the um, trader or the, the the artisan craft person going in? Can they do that? It's unlikely they'd be able to fund that. So then, who's and going to fit out? And the insurance is another question. So that's where the council probably came in previously. I'd be very interested to know how that how they felt that that worked out. I obviously wasn't a councillor at that stage, but those you know, when you, when you dig in, it's not as simple as giving some of the keys to a unit. How do you feel uh, the Christmas in Limerick offering is shaping up? Yeah, it's good. There's obviously a lot on offer. I know as councillors, we're always pushing for more. So, you know, I I have been critical. I I, I did enjoy with my family, like so many other families in Limerick, the Light Up Limerick event. I would like to see it back. I know there's a lot of questions around the cost of it, but I do believe that there's a place there for a corporate sponsor to come in and at least come on and a 50% or something with the council to bring it back there's a lot of fantastic companies in Limerick and I do feel that one of them may be in a position to step up if they could provide some level of financial sponsorship that we could bring back that event for Limerick because it was such it felt like the official start of Christmas now notwithstanding that there are fantastic things happening around the city and even the lighting you can see we had Cleves lit up previously but now King John's Castle which a long time ago, I was uh, saying that we should be lighting up the castle ever before I was elected, and and to see it now, and that can that can be ongoing. That's not just for Christmas. So um, I, I'm a, I'm on Discover Limerick Dark. We say that runs the castle, and so those projections now we can do very various versions of that throughout the year. Is it your view that councillors and public representatives need to be more careful in what they say about Limerick and I think you may have cited Cruises Street as an example. I did because I am working with um, the traders on Cruises Street at the moment. We've been inside in council buildings having a meeting with the executive to discuss Cruises Street and the future of Cruises Street and there's a fantastic group of traders down there. I think as councillors I guess we are looking to solve problems or we're looking to find solutions or we're looking to raise and highlight problems. And sometimes um, that becomes the only narrative. And we have to be very careful because obviously at public meetings, there's media there and then what gets reported is often extremely negative. So it's up, I, I suppose I was highlighting this in the chamber at the last meeting, just to say we need to bring the balance into this. It's very important to state the obvious that sometimes isn't stated, which is the positives. If you look at Cruises Street and you look at the likes of River Island and New Look and Glitzy Bits and, and Silverwood and, and all the sports stores and Tiger and there's so many stores on that street that it's very important and services there, you know, from from um, from beauty like the therapies to, to, to tattooing to marbles. It's like there's it's there's fantastic businesses on that street. So I think it's very important to remind people of that. Okay, we're talking to Councillor Olivia Sullivan and Councillor Joe Ledden. Um, Joe, do you agree with what Olivia's just said there? 
Yeah, well, in terms of Christmas in Limerick, there are an, an awful lot of activities planned. Literally from this weekend on, you're going to have the milk market. Our famous milk market will operate literally on a daily basis with various different stalls and activities uh, down there. There's going to be music in Bedford Row and Thomas Street, I think, from this weekend uh, and every weekend leading in. We have obviously the Christmas favourites such as the, the Limerick on Ice, which is a real uh, favourite of people in Limerick and beyond who come to Limerick specifically to go on the Limerick on Ice. Uh, and there's a whole series of different events and activities and so we would obviously encourage people to come visit the city, come in and shop in the city. There's a whole array of different uh, stores. Yeah, but Olivia's point about throwing shade on Cruises Street and a few other places. Look, there's there's huge issues and there's obviously huge challenges there. But I would agree with Councillor Sullivan in the council that we can we can be constantly talking down the city uh, without being cognizant of the the traders that are in the city that are employing people and that are trading successfully. Yes, there are challenges there, uh, particularly in the context of Cruiser Street. And as I've often said, including on your show, Joe, I suppose uh, hindsight is foresight. When Cruiser Street was built twenty or thirty years ago, the units were too small there. I got that from a lot of traders who actually moved out, the likes of Next and so on, who moved out to. To the urban parks because the actual square footage of the unit they had was simply too small. Uh, I've actually said at the economic development meetings that again the council need to engage with the owners of the different commercial units and look at an overall future plan. It could be simply merging some of the units to create bigger can, units there. Can I? Well, well, I'm wondering viable. about that. I mean, that, that's the obvious answer. So, what's the impediment to that happening? Uh, merging units to create bigger square I, footage. I think, I, I think, Joe, one of the impediments probably is some of these, and again, I'm, I'm, you know, this is just my own view. I mean, from, from speaking to, to others, I think some of those commercial units, they're probably owned by international uh, companies or, or venture capitalists or whatever the case may be. It's not as if you or I or someone locally, you can pick up the phone and say, look, you own number four and I own number five. Let's merge them together and create a bigger unit. Right. I think one of the difficulties potentially could be some of those properties or some of those commercial units are tied up in, in much bigger organisations and it might be more difficult to try penetrate or get some level of engagement going with them. But that's not to say we shouldn't try. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. It uh, is uh, one of the uh, issues. Olivia, what's your understanding? Yeah, well, I, um, if I'm speaking to the council executive who we're dealing with and the feedback they're getting from engineers, or sorry, for auctioneers, I should say, about Cruiser Street, so people who are trying to actually let those buildings, the, they are getting feedback that they want to know the, that people who are interested, and there are businesses interested in setting, settling into the city, they want to know what the future plan is for Cruiser Street. So that's what we're working on now with the Cruiser, Cruiser Street traders. There's going to be a, a future plan for Cruiser Street in the, mar- in the market area because they are not willing to invest without knowing where it's headed. And at the moment, there is no plan on paper for where Cruiser Street, the vision of what it's going to look like. Oh, the okay. plan for the so, it, so it's more than merging units. It's it about is. what is the streetscape exactly. going to be they like to five years from now. The, yes, the plans for the public realm, the plans for the area. Where did the council see this going? At the moment, that isn't defined. And so as a result, the, the confidence isn't there for the investors to actually move into the street or for the company. It, 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 it is a head scratcher, isn't it? Because when you stand at one end of the street and look up or down it, you think to yourself, this does have potential. I mean, it, it, it could work. It, it does because we've seen it work. Cruiser Street has been a success in Limerick um, and, and of course it can work um, on so many different levels. It's still, it's still a wonderful street. Uh, I, 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 are you, I'm sure Joe's of a similar age group to myself yeah. where we remember when Bewley's opened in the street, you know, the, yes, the heyday exactly. of the street when it first opened. And look, 
they, I know retail has changed and the, the big double height spaces. I mean, we've seen them in Bedford Row, you know, th- that units are looking for that. But we can have alternative retail on Cruiser Street. I've said it in many meetings. If we had hospitality on Cruiser Street and we had a, a mix, so it wasn't just nine to five retail. If we had um, buzzy uh, kind of a restaurant bar type business, that would change it. That would mean that there was something else happening on the street after five, six o'clock in the evening that would bring a different kind of atmosphere to the street. There is loads that can be done. Mm. There's loads that can be done. Uh, here's a voice note that's uh, come in to us. Hi, Joe. I really hope Olivia is right and we get a corporate sponsor to bring back the lighting up the city. Coming from a children's entertainer's point of view, we worked in the Nina turning on the lights this year and to see the children's faces, it was just magical. I really hope Limerick bring it back for the Limerick children. Thanks, Joe. Thank you very much uh, for that voice note uh, to 086-123-9595. Councillor Ledden, clearly the government focus, um, for understandable reasons, on policing has been on Dublin city centre and a lot of promises being made in the run-up to Christmas and beyond. What about visible policing in the coming weeks and months in Limerick city centre? Joe, it's a real and live issue. Uh, I don't think any councillor uh, you bring on in the morning would say that they're, they, they are not getting calls literally every day of the week about uh, from residents or all sorts of different organisations about the lack of visible policing. But the reality here is, uh, and it's a numbers game, we, are, we have gone below something like 14,000 in terms of the number of Garda Siakana in the country. Our population has increased. Now, you know, minister after minister will say there's seven or 800 coming out of Temple Moor, but there's equally seven or 800 taking early retirement. So there's a deeper rooted issue here as to why people in the force are leaving and why we can't attract more people to look at Angarda Siakana as a promising career going forward. Um, Remuneration, I've said before, in terms of resources, in terms of training, we're seeing it in the last few weeks after the riots in Dublin. Suddenly now there's money being appearing to buy more patrol cars, to buy water cannons, fast track legislation to do with the body cameras. All these things that Angarda Siakana and their representative associations have been looking for for years. Um, I mean, in my time on the council, I have never seen it so bad in terms of the level of antisocial behaviour and outright criminality that's going on right around our communities. It is extremely worrying. And what everyone will say to you is, you can have all the legislation in the world uh, and give all the resources and the training, and that's important. But we need Gardaí out, not just walking up and down our, our, our streets, but we need them in the communities. And you just can't escape that. And to do that, we need to increase the numbers in the force. And to do that, we need to offer people potentially considering a career in Angarda Siakana, a career path that is rewarding and that's fulfilling. Yeah. And that's and, not and the I, case and at I, the moment. I, I, I take that overall point, but Councillor O'Sullivan, the immediate issue, you know, visible policing. I mean, I, I think the international evidence is that if you have a visible police presence, they create, in effect, a halo around them that it does have a dampening impact on criminality. It does, and I would fully support it and I fully support the new measures that have been brought in to give the Guardi uh, tasers and everything that's been mentioned there previously. Actually, 
um, the milk market has visible police has increased in terms of visible policing. The community guards are there every Saturday of late. Um, they're down there every Saturday morning for uh, a length of time at, at our stall actually, and there has been a huge positive response to it. I was only speaking to the market manager Dave Fitzgerald and was telling me about the positive response that people are having by having the guards there, being able to chat with the guards, having the visible presence there in the milk market every Saturday morning. It's what people want to see. It's what we all want to see. It's what we're calling for fully behind trying to get more visible policing on the street because I know there are at times there are plain clothes guards in the mix but we want to see the visibility we want to know that we we want to see it on that level as well as whatever work is going on plain clothes Okay, well, listen, a very interesting discussion this morning. Thank you both uh, for that. Uh, that is uh, Councillor Joel Edden of the Labour Party on the line and here in the studio, Fine Gael Councillor Olivia Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.